Hey, welcome back to the Wellness Hour podcast. I'm your host, Leah, and we are here to delve into all aspects of wellness, from physical and mental health to financial and social wellness. I interview entrepreneurs and changemakers in the wellness industry to help us all learn how to live well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Maureen, for joining us at the Wellness Hour podcast today. I'm so happy to have you here. And I would love to start out by asking you for a little bit of an introduction on who you are and your company. Well, thank you first for having me on and to all the listeners for taking education into your priority in life. So thank you all for having me here. I am Maureen Pollock, and who am I is the big question, but some can refer to me as uh, a sex toy inventor, politician, PTA mom, to sum it up, but I am the CEO and co-founder of Lovability, Inc., which is lovabilityinc.com, but it's really lovability, and we make and manufacture body safe and eco-friendly sexual health products for women in mind. And I am also the inventor and patent holder of the water slide, which hmm, turns your bathtub into a pleasure product. And it just redirects the water to land in a magical place, which is right now, pinch me, um, the most body safe and eco-friendly pleasure product in the world. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is amazing. And I have so many questions off the bat because I loved how in your, you know, brief description of who you are, there's so many things going on. And it's, it's very cool that you seem to have interest in a lot of places. um, But like women's health and pleasure seems to have come to the forefront. And I know that's something a lot of us grew up feeling like we shouldn't indulge in or talk about it should be a like hush hush topic to talk about women's pleasure. But I'm curious why you were like, called to understand that this is so important and something we shouldn't be ashamed of and like your journey coming into that and like coming into this industry. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it started off when I was 15 and I had a beautiful accident in the bathtub where the faucet popped off and the water came shooting straight out, landing in the midline of the bathtub And at 15, I vividly remember having the social construct of, if you have sex, you're a slut. And I grew up with all brothers and all guy friends. And I noticed at a really early age that they didn't have that. And some of my brothers were sluts. They would wear it with a badge and were proud of it because they were studs and awesome. And as a female, and I was a tomboy, rough and tumbly, at 15, your hormones are raging and masturbation is difficult for a lot of women and you can't buy a sex toy until you're 18. So your hormones are raging. You're a slut if you have sex, but you have these hungers and desires. And I was a very empowered, young, tough girl. So I didn't want to sleep with somebody just because I was feeling the urges. I wanted to sleep with somebody because I wanted to sleep with them. So when the water naturally came somewhere else. I had probably the most amazing baths of my life at that time. And I felt so good. And we joked that I caused the water shortage in California because I was totally hooked. Um, That was a very pivotal moment in my life. And I didn't have 
parents who slut shamed me or made me feel bad about it. Um, my father fixed the faucet. I took a sledgehammer and broke off the faucet because I wanted that same experience. I tried scooting under the faucet. It was great. I tried shower heads. It was great, but it wasn't the same as hands-free laying comfortably in the tub. Um, fast forward to university. I studied geography, urban and regional analysis, but I also took a plethora of sexual health, psychology of human sexuality courses, cultural anthropology, and I dove deep and I was fascinated. Looking back, I probably should have gone that direction into psych, but I was fascinated that the social constructs and all the pleasure products on the market were at the time toxic chemicals. And I'm a little bit of a hippie too, like the earth and my body here, my temple, and I want to keep it as clean as possible. And I remember opening up my first sex toy at 18, because you better believe yourself at 18, I ran to a sex toy store and I got a bullet. And when I opened this big giant plastic package, I smelled the chemicals. I immediately was like, I'm not putting this on my sensitive tissues, but I covered it with a cloth and was like, I got to try it anyway. Um, and also in the store, I just realized I'm a female purchasing a sex toy for me and all the packaging had pornography on it. And it was like, it was marketed to men. I'm like, I was really confused. I was like, I, I, I don't know why they're showing me this. Not that there's anything wrong with porn stars, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was presented to me and for me as a woman. Fast forward, I became an intimacy coach and I studied um, Jewish marital laws and relations. And I started intimacy coaching for conservative women who couldn't go to sex toy stores. And I would teach and coach them and be a personal shopper for clean products, which were really hard to find, but I did find some. But I will pause right there because I know I'll totally go off for a while. Did that answer your question of how I got into it? Yes. And it is so fascinating. I feel like your coaching work was almost laying the groundwork for like your research of not just what you are wanting and what you feel is lacking in the market, but working with so many other women who like have different upbringings, different values. Um, but I find it so fascinating that I feel like the conversation with sex toys hasn't been about um like sustainable sustainability and clean products when I feel like we're having that conversation so much with like our skincare and like things we put on our face but why would the same not be applied to like another super sensitive region that you wouldn't want toxic chemicals in at all so it seems like such a no-brainer but I feel like it is kind of like the stigma of talking about this stuff that prevents people from like having conversations and asking questions and being like, hey, maybe we should like care a little bit more about this and like include it in like our whole kind of like wellness and like self-care practice. Yeah. Well, you said it right there. I think the main issue is the comfort level of talking about it. We have no issue going into a beauty store and saying, what chemicals are in this lotion are, what is the packaging made out of? And they could talk about it on social media. They could talk about it in press and campaigns and put it on billboards. In the sexual industry, there's a lot of restraint and censorship. So we are living in a really great time where I am noticing the industry is shifting in that direction. But when I started back in 2013, when I invented the water slide, that was my ethos. It was, I know that if I'm creating something that I know that I want, 
and I test it with other women and I did my surveys and I had OBGYNs involved, I, I knew that this would just chip away at the market and start leading in the direction that it was empowerful to me. Wow. That's, that's so fascinating. And I'm curious, since you have been in this game and really trying to like, you know, almost like pioneer this like safe sex wellness industry, how have you built community around your brand and also really tried to like work with women to feel more comfortable talking about this? One of the fascinating things about maybe it's the adult industry or the women in the sexual health space. It's a beautiful thing because there is no competition or I haven't felt it. It's a very supportive, small community run by some big brands and companies that have dominated it. And then there's the women who come in and we just really support each other. We're on the same panels, same press, and something comes my way. I share it with them. They do the same with me. Um, we started with social media back in 2015, where we would have these mini pods where you post something on social media and then you share it with your 10 groups, like people in the group. We would all immediately rush and just go comment like, you're on fire, babe, <laughs> or they would share it. And that helped with the algorithm showing support and group think happen. And then there was, because nobody talks about sexuality that often, when you do, people really get engaged. So I've had some crazy, again, pinch me moments where going viral on TikTok with 35 million views, and I'm not saying anything or doing it. I'm just showing water landing in the middle of the bathtub. All these women come out and they go, wait a minute. I'm not the only one who's enjoyed my faucet. I thought it was weird. Wait a minute, other people are doing this and hundreds of thousands of women are coming out going, I do this too. This is what happens when women create things because we know it's an untold secret. It's out. I love that. I feel like TikTok is also specifically such a great place for it because people are so much more open in the comment sections rather than, of course, like when you're face-to-face with someone, it can be a little... um, more just you might feel a little more awkward talking about those topics but then social media like one of the great things about it is you can kind of like feel like you're talking in a void which can like help ease your way into being like okay other people have experienced this I feel safe enough to talk about this even if I might not in my day-to-day life so Mm -hmm. I love that and I feel like it's such a testament to this really solving a need that (laughs) people have which I love Um, so I'm curious for, um, you know, all of the aspiring entrepreneurs and creatives out there, do you have any advice for overcoming challenges that come with creating your own business and product and patent and also, you know, being a woman in an industry that maybe has not always been the most supportive of women's pleasure? Okay. Um, The biggest first challenge that I'm sure most beginning entrepreneurs think about is themselves. The self-doubt, the biggest critic out there will be yourself and protect yourself. Of course, like don't drop your life savings into an investment. But when I started and I made the decision that I was going to invent a product and start a company, I ran the numbers and it only was $15,000 when I started to create, file for my provisional patent, to get a business license, to create a website, 
to do my first mold and prototype of the water slide. And so $15,000 was the question I was sitting with, with, will I be able to go on the rest of my life and be fine not doing it? No, I, it was eating me alive for 15 years from 15 to 30. I really wanted to try it. The other side was if I try this and it doesn't resonate and it fails, I know maybe some people can't see me, but I'm doing the quote unquote fails. It's not a failure. It was a $15,000 investment for me to plant a seed that will hopefully grow and multiply into a garden. I was willing to take that gamble. And again, it's not failure because I have learned so much and had the most amazing experiences and opportunities that have come from that, that it's, there's no failing. Do it. Absolutely. Take that step. Tell that little voice in your head, knock it off. There's no right time. Just do it. Um, Again, if it doesn't break the bank or cause any harm in your life. And from there, it's okay to bootstrap. It's okay to go slow. There's all these weird pressures we put on ourselves to be a Fortune 500 company and be successful, get investments right off the bat. If I had done that, I think I would have failed. But big time, I saw multiple people along my journey um, come at it really hard and lose a lot of money because they go too big too fast. So the higher up you go, the further you fall. Um, with that being said, it's just go for it. There's always room. Competitors are going to be out there, but there's room for everybody. It's a really big planet and we have lots of time. Wow. That I needed to hear that. That was so good. I feel like there totally is a lot of pressure of like, oh, to be a like, quote unquote, successful business, you should raise money and like have crazy growth in the first two years or whatever. But um, yeah, like venture capital firms are assuming that like nine out of 10 of them are gonna go under and they're just banking on one. So it's, you know, it's uh, not necessarily the best move for everyone, although it's like amazing for some people. But yeah, it's um, I, I think there's something really beautiful in like allowing your business to grow and like feel stability and know how to do it yourself maybe before feeling yeah. like you need to raise money. Totally. I, I do look back and I go, if I was given a, I'm going out for a raise right now as we speak, oh, we're putting so together a pitch deck. We're going for 2 million. And if I was given 2 million 10 years ago, I probably would have been the nine out of 10. And I could, I could say that out loud and not feel bad about it. I've worked out so many of the kinks and I'm a different person. And I know way more about the industry and the hardships and the things that I've learned along the way are invaluable. And I would invest in myself now over 10 years ago. So um, you learn so much and you make little mistakes that aren't huge mistakes. That's amazing. Well, Maureen, those are all of my questions, but let us know where can we find you and where can we find the water slide? So you could find me at my Starbucks. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) You can find me on uh, social media handles. So we have Lovability Inc. um, That's usually across the board. And that's L-O-V-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, Inc., I-N-C. And then also on TikTok, which is kind of fun, is at the water slide, the W-A-T-E-R-S-L-Y-D-E. And then also on our website, which is lovabilityinc.com. And now you could also find us at some stores like Grove, Collaborative, Package Free, 
um, check your local sex toy store boutiques, um, check it out. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of the insight. I am feeling so inspired and I can't wait to check it out and keep following the journey. Thank you so much for having me on again. I love what you're doing. Thank you.